0: Andre, one of the pastors here at Victory, Alabama, if you're listening to Preaching in Practice, a podcast where we talk about last week's preaching and how we can put it into practice today. Over the first weekend of our series, uh, The Gospel Explained, we did talk about Romans 1, 1-17, and in that, we talked about the, uh, obviously, the gospel of Jesus Christ, uh, which I'm going to get into Later, uh, we did talk about the life of Paul as well and how he encountered the gospel of Jesus Christ, how he encountered Jesus Christ himself. And uh, we also talked about the introduction to the book of Romans and how that was Paul's masterpiece, his magnum opus, his greatest work, uh, explaining it to the context that is the people of Rome. Now, for this podcast, coming from that preaching, I will be focusing on just one verse actually. We're going to be looking at Romans 1 16. Verse 16, it says, Therefore, I am not ashamed of the gospel, for it is the power of God for salvation to everyone who believes to the Jew first and also to the Greek. Now, before anything else, what is the gospel? Okay. Uh, obviously, the gospel. And I love how Pastor Rice Brooks uh, wonderfully summarized it with, with this The gospel is the good news that God became man in Jesus Christ. He lived the life we should have lived and died the death we should have died in our place. Three days later, he rose from the dead, proving that he is the Son of God and offering salvation and forgiveness of sins for everyone who repents and believes in him. It is most important that we are able to explain this in our own words as well, not just for anyone else, but also because we need it ourselves. So having said that, uh, why was it a big deal for Paul to say that he is not ashamed of the gospel because I think the main reason for that is because we do have a tendency as human beings because of our human nature, because of our sinful nature, to feel shame, to be ashamed. Now, for the purpose of this discussion, we will be using the words ashamed, embarrassed, and afraid interchangeably, okay, just for the purpose of this discussion, just for practical reasons. Now, there are many reasons why people are are ashamed, Uh, not just with the gospel, with, with, in general, for example, let's use the uh, let's use public speaking. Okay, uh, for for a lot of people, a lot a lot of them are a lot of you guys listening to this have a fear of public speaking. There are many reasons to that. Number one, one of the reasons why we get embarrassed or ashamed uh, speaking in front of people is when we don't know what to say when we are unsure of the content of what we want to talk about. That gives us a tendency to be embarrassed, to be afraid of of suddenly being in front of a lot of people and talking. We also feel this uh, when we think that people are going to judge us, that they're going to have these certain thoughts about us that we probably won't like when we speak up. What's worse, though, it's not just... We feel like people are going to judge us, but also when we feel like they're going to reject us because that those are two different things when people are going to, are judging us they're just thinking of certain thoughts towards us, saying assumptions or whatnot. But when rejection comes, they're actually saying in front of our faces that you know don't speak to me, I don't like what you did, get out of my face or what whatever there these are valid reasons, maybe because uh some of you have experienced this in your personal lives. You, you know how this feels like. You know the feeling of being rejected. You know the feeling of being judged. And it's not a good thing. It's not a comfortable thing. It's not an easy thing. So it's, it's very valid. Now, there are many other reasons as well of feeling shame, of feeling fear, or, or just being embarrassed, especially when we talk about preaching the gospel. Maybe some of you, you know who Jesus is. You have received him as your Lord and your Savior. Uh, but from then on, no one has really walked with you in this journey. No one has really talked to you about the implications of the gospel in our personal lives. You just know, okay, I gave my life to Jesus Christ. I know that he saved me. I know that he loved me. I know that he lived the life I should have lived. He died a death. I should have died um, on the cross, and after three days, he rose up again. I know that, but no one really has talked to me about it. No one has really explained to me how beautiful and wonderful The the gospel of Jesus is how beautiful his life is, and what that means in my life, how beautiful his death is, and what it means in my life, and most especially his resurrection, how amazing that is, and what it means in my life. Maybe I'm talking to some of you who are listening to this, and that's how it's been for you. Now, for others, you know, uh, you may have grown up in church, you're a church kid, I'm a church kid myself, and growing up you're just used to a lot of things. You're just used to the religion of things, meaning the practices, the traditions of going to church, hearing the preacher, and you never really understood what the gospel is. I, Like what I said, I'm a church kid, and I I'm, I used to be a campus missionary as well. Uh, I was able, I had a privilege of being able to talk to a lot of students, a lot of church kids, and I have heard statements where when I ask them about what the gospel is, I get a lot of different answers. Uh, some of them said okay, the gospel is the first four books of the New Testament, which is Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. Now, that's not necessarily wrong, uh, but they're called uh, the book of the gospels because they contain the story of the gospel. Some of them, when I asked them about what, what is the gospel, some of them would answer me with, it is the Word of God. Again, that's not wrong because the Word of God does point to the gospel, you know, Genesis to Revelation. All the books of the Bible point to the gospel of Jesus. And some say, this is the story of Jesus Christ. Yes, that's right. But what about it? And maybe you're that kind of person. You don't know exactly how to articulate the gospel. You don't know exactly the meaning of the gospel. And so it causes you a lot of fear. And when, when you hear, uh, and you read the Bible and you hear the preachers say, you know, we should preach the gospel. We should not be ashamed of the gospel because you have no idea what it is or it has not been articulated for you. Or, or for some, you know, people know your past. People know who you were. And you feel like when you preach the gospel to certain friends, to certain people, they're not going to believe you because they know who you were. They know the craziness of your life before Jesus Christ. Or maybe for some of you, you're still in that kind of life. You're still in certain practices That you feel like, you know, I shouldn't be doing this, but I'm having a hard time. I'm struggling with certain areas of my life. uh, And other people know that. So I, I don't know how to share the gospel to them because my life's not perfect. I'm not worthy to talk about this. Again, these are valid reasons why you feel embarrassed, why you feel shame, why you feel fear when preaching the gospel. So how do we go about that? These are valid reasons. I'm not trying to downplay it. I'm not trying to say, well, you should stop thinking like that. You should just get over it. Just, you know, um, whatever. Just just be bold or whatever. Uh, I'm not trying to downplay what struggles you may have or the, the emotions that you have coming in with this. But how do we go about this? Proverbs 28 verse 1. It says, the wicked flee when no one pursues, but the righteous are bold as a lion. I love that verse. It's one of my favorite verses. Because first of all, we have to know that in Jesus, we are righteous, regardless of our past, regardless of the struggles that we have now. I love that we call it the struggle because before, before we met Jesus Christ, we're like, I'm not even struggling. I'm going to do this. I'm going to sin. I'm going to do whatever I want. But now, because there's a battle in me, that's an evidence of my relationship with Jesus Christ because I know now what's right because Jesus has paid for my sin. So now I'm struggling with certain sinful nature. I may have, but because in Jesus Christ, I am righteous because of everything that he has done, because of his righteousness that he has placed on me when he paid for my sin on the cross. So that's the first thing we have to understand. I am Righteous. And my righteousness has nothing to do with my past. has nothing to do with certain struggles I I have. It has everything to do with my relationship with Jesus Christ. It has everything to do with what Jesus Christ did on the cross. It has everything to do with the finished work that he did. The message of the gospel is something uh, I ask the Holy Spirit to remind me every day as well. But at the same time, through reading his word, find the gospel of Jesus. You know, uh, that I ask God, I ask the Holy Spirit for the message of the gospel in my life. Like what I said earlier, that's why I need to be able to explain the gospel in my own words because I need it for myself. I need to remind myself of that because I would forget I'm not righteous. I would forget, I, I would forget that I'm righteous. I would forget that Jesus Christ did everything. So that's the first part. I think that's one of the things that we have to really establish in us. Which means... One really has to know what the gospel of the cross is. At the same time, to answer the examples I gave earlier, um, we need, and I love this word, and this is what as a church we're all about, we need discipleship. And I'm highlighting that word, discipleship. We need to be part of a community of believers, having you know, having a coach, having a mentor, having a victory group leader with you, Um if, in fact, if you're not part of a li- of, of a life group, if you're not part of any victory group yet, I challenge you. I encourage you to be a part of one. Not only do we get to learn, uh, we get to study and see the gospel in action through the lens of everyone in the community or in the group. We actually also get to be encouraged. We get exhorted. We get accountability partners, and in discipleship, people journey with us. People walk with us. So my level of depth of the gospel gets deeper and deeper, especially around people that gets deeper and deeper with the gospel of Jesus as well. The, the conversations I have with them, the you know the their revelation, their illumination of the word of God, I learn from them as well. So in discipleship, we get to grow together. Why is that important in in being in not being ashamed of the gospel? Because the more I get to hear and live the gospel of Jesus Christ, the more it comes out of me. And the more I walk with other people, the more I get encouraged by others. The more I see how they preach the gospel, how they share the gospel to other people, uh, how they live out the gospel, and that encourages me as well. So I exhort you guys, if you're not part of any victory group yet, please be a part of one. Get someone to mentor you who's who's been in faith Uh Maybe longer. Someone that you look up to, that you know this person really has a uh, has a deep relationship with Jesus Christ, and I see this in his or her life. I encourage you to find someone like that to walk with you as well. So there, the way we are not ashamed of the gospel is when it you know it oozes out of us, for lack of a better term. If if it's something that really comes out of us, it's not a forced thing. I'm not talking about you know hear all those Christians that talk about a lot of religious terminologies or just talks about religion, uh, quote-unquote. But it's not religion. It's just the message of Jesus Christ. Because more than anything, when I personally share about the gospel to other people, it is just me talking about my relationship with Jesus Christ, my journey with him. Yes, with the discipleship that I am in, with the people journeying with me. At the same time, my personal relationship, how I read the Word, how God reveals himself through his word. And the more we do that, gospel just comes out. The gospel of Jesus just comes out. You look for people to talk about it. You look for people to share it. Um, You look for people who have no relationship with Jesus Christ. And it it becomes a natural thing. It doesn't become a forced thing. Now, um, so when we have that, how do we share the gospel, actually, in, in a very, very practical sense? And let's go back to Proverbs 28, verse 1. The wicked flee. Where no one pursues, but the righteous are as bold as a lion. Now I love that because first of all, who defends a lion? No one. So that means I don't have to be in a defensive mode, okay? And lions, you don't need to defend a lion. They will, they, they'll eat you up. So I don't need to be in a defensive mode. Every time I share the gospel, I'm not in a defensive mode. I'm not in an argumentative mode. I'm not here to argue. I'm just here to talk about life. I'm here to talk about. Who Jesus sent me, whether you believe it or not, whether you accept what I'm going to say or not, you know, I also build genuine relationships, not just because I'm, i have a target or I want to share the gospel to someone, uh, but really genuine relationships. That whether or not this person would eventually come into the saving knowledge of Jesus Christ, I want to be friends with this with this person. You know, maybe over time he will or he or she will, but I'd love to build re- genuine relationships as well. From the verse, we talked about being bold. It is the Holy Spirit who who gives us the power to to share the gospel, to be bold, to come out of our shells. And uh, it gives us the ability to not receive rejection personally. It gives us the ability to overcome these insecurities. that's That's the work of the Holy Spirit. And also, the more you do this, the more the Lord will show you what the message is. When I say what that means is, yes, the gospel is about the cross of Jesus Christ, but there are many stories and implications, and there are many characters in the Bible that actually point us well to the gospel of Jesus. Uh, I remember I was reaching out to an international student, and we've been trying to share the gospel to this person for years, or for months, actually. Um, We shared the gospel in a very traditional way, talked about who Jesus is, his life, his death, his resurrection. He's like, yeah, cool, but really not for me. Um, But because of the genuine relationship, we were there, we were just hanging out, we were talking about life, we were talking about other interests, we were uh, were talking about his school, his dreams. So we get to build the relationship. The reason for that is it allowed us to be in a conversation with him. It it allows us to pursue uh, a relationship with a person which eventually would open doors for us to talk about the gospel because the more we get to know about his life, the more we realize, oh, okay, so um, this guy has issues with his dad. So that became an open door for me uh, to talk about how in Jesus Christ, we have access to God the Father, uh, which we were so far away from because of sin, but because of Jesus Christ, he bridged that gap towards God the Father. So that's another example of how talk about the gospel with this person so it got it got to the point of creativity because that's how it is uh he started asking a lot of questions about life death he started asking questions about eternal life and eternal death and so the conversation just started happening and happening to the point that eventually and this was months and months and months of praying and being bold and sharing the gospel with this person and he finally accepted jesus christ as his lord and savior and in fact, during that time, it wasn't even about what I said. It was because of just one day, he woke up, he dreamed about Jesus talking to him, and he said, I, you know, everything that you're talking about makes sense to me now. So, you know, yes, I have a part to play, but at the end of it, it is the Holy Spirit who does the work. That's why, and I'm going to end here, I'm never ashamed of the gospel. Number one, because I'm just talking about my relationship with Jesus Christ. Number two, it is the power of the Holy Spirit. I'm not the one making them come to Jesus. Number three, just the privilege of being used by God to be a a bringer of the message of life to other people is such a privilege that I'll never get tired of doing it. And with that, thanks for tuning in. If you like what you heard, subscribe to our podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or on our website, www.victoryalabamachurch. While you're at it, you can share this with your friends too. So tune in next week for a brand new episode.